Hello, good people, and welcome to the way station. So originally, I was going to do sort of like a Q&A type thing where I was going to have people submit questions and different theories and all that type of stuff and sort of take that and just discuss it for like an hour or whatever and just have something, I don't know, just like a free-for-all like that. But instead, I made the executive decision to... <laughs> executive decision is such a like funny word funny phrase um but instead i decided to do a weekly tarot and astro like forecast because i feel like that would be um i don't know i just wanted to do that instead <laughs> yeah so let's get right into it this first part is going to be just the intro and then in the second segment i'll do the tarot spread and the oracle card for the week and then in the last segment i'll do the major um astrological transits of the week and we can just play it by ear so who am I? What is the way station? The way station is a stopping point between where you're coming from and where you're going. So I sort of wanted to have a place where people could come and like, you know, take a load off, just take a break from the difficulties, not necessarily difficulties, but like just the strain of day to day life and this thing we call a ascension journey whatever you want to call it <laughs> um just somewhere where we can kind of like chill and talk and like you know just shot what's the what's the phrase um shoot the shit is that what they call it <laughs> just like somewhere really cool where everybody can kind of come and share their stories and uh relax i just thought that would be really really cool because i've been wanting somewhere like that where i can just kind of like talk and share info and receive information from other people because i feel like that would be a cool thing uh yeah so what will we be discussing in this podcast so pretty much anything that comes to mind um the main topics will be like tarot stuff and astrology stuff because that's what i love studying but also like um i'll definitely be talking about like the little things that i discover on my day-to-day -day and definitely coming here to talk about all my epiphanies that i have uh <laughs> um any um what I call them cheat codes, sort of like how different or how various forms of like media reflect source energy. And when I say source energy and various forms of media, I mean like movies and music and how it kind of shows how the universe speaks to us, sort of like a life imitates art type of thing. You know, just like cool little shit like that and like various health tips and stuff that I kind of discover on my path. And last but not least, who am I? I am Leo. That is my name. That is what I go by. Um, <laughs> um, you can call me pretty much whatever. I don't really care. I have a lot of nicknames. People love doing that. They love giving me nicknames, yeah. But um, I am a Scorpio sun, a Cancer moon, and a Libra rising. Um, I've been studying astrology for about seven or eight years. Because I started studying it when I was in high school. And I'm like 20 now. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I've been studying tarot for about, I want to say, two to three years. And I've been practicing it for like two years. Um, I am from Memphis. And one cool thing about me is I am a contributor on the Cosmic Chaos site. Uh, you can go check that out. The link is in my bio on my Twitter, which I will find a way to link. But um, my Twitter is GDLNHRT, Golden Heart, without like the vowels and shit. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for the intro. So let's get right into this tarot thing. I hope you guys stick around. Um, it's great to have you here. This is really fucking cool. It's 
the first episode, so I'm a little nervous. Um, but give me some time, and I'll get, like, used to it and get more comfortable with it. And, yeah, we'll just see where it goes from here. I hope you guys love it. Hey there. Welcome back. So, let's just jump right into it. So, the first few cards we have out for the week of March 31st going into April 6th. Yeah. Yeah, that works. <laughs> first full week of April. So the first few cards we have out are the Four of Cups, the Knight of Cups, the Knight of Pentacles, and the Strength card. Now, first two cards, the Four of Cups and the Knight of Cups. Pisces season was definitely with the Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Um, it was definitely a period where we were kind of stuck in a whirlwind or whirlpool of emotions, not really being able to metaphorically metaphorically swim out of it it just kind of kept sucking us right back into that downward spiral so i know a lot of people including myself we were um definitely dealing with like some depression and some low points where we were kind of getting caught up in i want to say all these older feelings about things especially feelings of like guilt and shame and having to review trauma and having to like um go through all of that and relive a lot of that stuff but the reason being was the knight of cups energy it was so that we could go from being kind of stuck in those past emotions to where we could review them for one last time see what they were trying to show us understand the message behind them and then move on from them so going from the four of cups to the knight of cups that is us as a collective stepping out of this um emotional stagnancy and actually doing something with our feelings now when i say doing something with our feelings i mean taking the lessons that we learned from them um and moving forward especially in our relationships and our connections with people and also the connection that we have with self because with the strength card to be out that is the leo card and you know leo um energy is all about um giving to the self in order to give to others and with this, I know a lot of people have been wanting to really move forward with a lot of projects and things, especially like a lot of different healing services. But with the Knight of Pentacles here, they haven't necessarily been able to get it off of the ground. And the reason being um, was because of this, like these emotional chains that we had on ourselves due to the things that we weren't able to let go of. Now that we have sort of been thrown into the middle of them with Pisces season that is like indicative of the middle of the ocean and like how do I explain this yeah it is the middle of the ocean it's like getting dropped off in the middle of the ocean having to like survive or I don't know (laughs) something like that but because of this being forced to deal with those feelings now we can actually move forward and not feel so stuck with the knight of pentacles energy because the knight of pentacles is one of the slowest moving if not the slowest moving um knight in the deck because basically if you just look at the card the horse isn't even going anywhere it's just like at a standstill and that is what life has really felt like these last couple of weeks it's just like the constant why am i still feeling this feeling why am i still thinking about this same scenario why am I still dealing with the same bullshit? You know what I mean? But it was for a reason. It was just so you could go back, look at it, and let it go for that one last time. Because the next card we have out after the strength card is the Nine of Pentacles. And the Nine of Pentacles, um, in my opinion, is the sovereign woman 
who is surrounded by her own abundance, like everything that she manifested for herself. And don't get caught up on gender because this is like gender fluid doesn't really matter uh, about any of that. Just for the um, sake of description, um, she has amassed her wealth because she's been patient and she's been able to clear out those blockages, blockages that she's had. And now that she has been through the seven of pentacles, planting the seeds and waiting for them to grow, the eight of pentacles tending to the fields and tending to those manifestations, putting in the work for them to come to fruition. Now with the nine of pentacles, she can actually bask in all of the work that she's done and enjoy the fruits of her labor. And that is definitely where we're going as a collective with this week specifically. So if you've done the work of where, yeah, if you've done the work um, in the sense that you've gone back and reviewed over any old traumas, any old blockages that you may have had that would have in the long run caused you to trip over yourself and kind of revert back to the older you, no matter how much progress you make. Um, if you gone back and you kind of like did that soul retrieval and healed those parts of yourself, now you get to kind of sit and bask in the fruits of your labor. Because the next two cards we have out aside from the nine of pentacles is the six of cups and the queen of swords. Now with the six of cups and the queen of swords, I definitely feel like we'll be working and, um, dealing with some inner child issues this week, maybe along the lines of somehow, um, oh, no, 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 backtrack. This week with the Six of Cups and the Queen of Swords here, we have rebuilt that um, bridge, that inner bridge or that inner connection with our inner child, our um, little self that fuels that creative spark that, um, allows us to see all the beautiful things in life and allows us to go out and make connections with other people and um, sort of live life as a little kid, but not in the sense that you're immature, but in the, um, but more so along the lines that your heart is open and you're able to make healthy connections with people and share love um, effortless, effortless. I cannot even say this fucking word. You're able to share love without any like caveats, if that makes sense. <laughs> And the Queen of Swords here is saying that that energy is you creating boundaries and enforcing those boundaries, especially when it comes to protecting your inner peace, because we've had to do the work in order to see where the holes were, to see where the um, breaks in the fence were, or like whatever other metaphors you can think of to uh, describe a hole or um, a space where things just didn't connect regardless of all of that now that we have done the work we have healed those inner child wounds we have dealt with any um lasting shadows of pisces season and before then now that we're stepping into Aries season and it's starting to take full effect and it's starting to really um well we're starting to really become imbued with that margin energy where we're getting a move on and starting to do what the fuck we want to do because I am that I am um success is just like it's here for you you get to enjoy the work that you put in now you get to kind of relax but not relax in the sense that you get to sit back and um not do anything but you get to relax in the sense that you've done the internal work so now the outer work is not going to be as difficult it'll be a lot more easier um one more thing I did want to mention, and I will be like touching on this in the major astro uh, transits for the week. With this Queen of Swords here, this is definitely indicative of Mars moving into Gemini. 
So when it comes to um the way we express ourselves, especially when we're um in a state of heightened emotion, and when I say heightened emotion, I mean like when somebody has tried you for the last time and you really want to say what you want to say to this person, be careful with how you express those words and how you use that razor blade mouth because you might end up regretting it. Because Mars and Gemini is going to want to make you talk your shit. Just be careful how you talk your shit. <laughs> and before I end this, I'm going to pull um an I Ching Oracle card just to see um how to best work with this energy this month. And the I Ching is an ancient form of Chinese divination that really deals with... um like Taoism and going with the flow and not against it. And I really enjoy working with it. Uh, it usually is very accurate for me whenever I use it just for myself. But let me see. Okay, cool. So we got hexagram 32 duration for the month of April. And the description says thunder and wind. Movement continues and is not hindered. Just like I was saying, if you've done the work and you've cleared the blockages, the outer work is not going to be difficult whatsoever. Thunder and wind cannot be controlled or contained. To avoid them, one must seek shelter. Yet still the wind and thunder continue until their natural duration is complete. There is no point in trying to stop the wind or quell the thunder. The wise person observes the cycles of nature and adapts to survive them. So, what does this mean? This is interesting. And excuse me for like the pauses. I usually take a little bit of time to try to see what the energy is trying to convey. And hmm. if you're still feeling this four of cups energy where things just aren't moving yet, don't really worry about that. Because this is just the closing out of a cycle. And I was actually reading something on Twitter a few days ago where this woman, she was talking about how um, you can't rush a season. No matter how strong your will is, you can't like force spring to become summer or you can't force um, fall to become winter. You have to wait things out. The only thing that you can do, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, the only thing that you can do up until it's time for your season is just prepare for it. And that's kind of what this feels like, where it says the wise person observes the cycles of nature and adapts to survive them. During this like transition from Pisces season into Aries season, especially with Mercury still being in Pisces, um, take this time to prepare like get yourself in order. Like if there are projects and things that you want to act on, write them down, flesh them out, see how you want them to work for you. Like go into the details of it and deal with that while you can during this time period so that when it comes time for you to actually do the outer work and um, get physical with everything, especially with Mars going into Gemini, and I'll talk about that later, um, you'll have everything that you need in order to like just what's the word I'm looking for 
it's just like the success will be back to back to back. Like you won't have to sit and plan or sit and wait on things. You'll be like, okay, I already got this down. Okay, I already know what I want to do with this. I already know how I need this to go. Just so that when it comes time, all you need to do is just delegate people to work for you. Just have other people carry out the things that you've already planned. And yeah, I think that's all I have for this week. Cool. Yeah. So if you would like to book a personal reading, you can um, hit me up on Twitter. You can DM me or you can also contact me by my email. It's nicotero119 at gmail.com. And that's also in my bio on my Twitter. And I will see you in the next segment. See you later. Hey there. So let's get right into it. Um, For these transits, I'm only going to be highlighting the um, more personal planets. So I'm going to start with the moon and then Venus, Mercury and end with Mars. So to begin, on April 5th, we have a new moon in Aries at 21 degrees, and this feels like the reinvigoration of the self. So with this new moon in Aries that we have um, right at the beginning of April, this is definitely um, speaking to the theme of spring and newness and fresh new starts. And with this, this is sort of like um, the inner self, the I am aspect of yourself is getting a... want to say like a boost like you're really being able to put yourself out there and you have a better understanding of who you are and what you stand for and in this you're able to not only kind of um what's the word I'm looking for not only make yourself as in who you are at your core known to the world you're also able to feel how strong you are as a unique individual if that makes sense So, yeah, it's just like this new moon is going to be really good for um, anything that you've been waiting to start. Now is the time to do so. You have the energy to do so now. Um, And overall, it's just going to be I feel like it's going to be a really good new moon. Uh, Lots of newness attached to it. Um, Next up, we have Venus and Pisces at 12 degrees. And the visual that I got when I was meditating for this is um, if you're ever well, if you're familiar with Steven Universe, um, the first time that Sapphire and Ruby fused to create Garnet, um, in regards to love and romance this month, this definitely definitely feels like that crystal fusion type of love where you sort of have to, in order to fuse and in order for it to be like functional, you have to do that little dance that kind of expresses who you are and you can't be afraid to be all that you are in that moment and share that space with another individual and then you create something completely new when you two are able to let down those boundaries and let down those walls and just really have that Piscean, um, unconditional, no boundary type of mesh between souls, if that makes sense. (laughs) I know it sounds very like fantastical, but that's the best way to put it. It's just like this specific transit um when i was looking at the sabian symbol it it described it as in the sanctuary of an occult brotherhood newly initiated members are being examined and their character tested so this is similar to being inducted into new heights and new um levels of learning when it comes to what love is not just what you think it is, not what we've been experiencing it as with like Venus and Aquarius or Venus and Capricorn, where it um we were learning how to structure love. And we were also learning what love is without um any conditions like, 
are you able to accept people for who they are when they show up as they are venus and aquarius energy now with venus and pisces it's like okay we've built the foundation for love we put in the work we have been able to let our partner come to us how they are and experience them as they are in that moment now that we've done that are we able to completely meld with them and create um this whole new space of or this whole new definition of what love is and what it means to be um, entangled or have that entanglement with a partner to the point where you be basically become one person. And that is also being reinforced by the next transit that I wanted to highlight, um, Mercury and Pisces at 19 degrees. And the visual that I got when thinking about this that kind of mirrors that Venus and Pisces energy is the first time that... Um, Bella allowed Edward to read her mind when she became a vampire and she was able to, well, when she went through that um, metamorphosis and completely changed who she was at her core, new moon and Aries, Venus and Aquarius energy, um, and sort of once she became that completely new thing and she realized that she had all these abilities and she was able to create that sort of like boundary with her mind, what now this Mercury in Pisces is asking you to expand past that boundary and let your partner, um, your lover, your sibling, your parent, whoever it is in your life, to let them in completely. And this is that Venus in Aquarius to Venus in Pisces love. Because we know throughout the whole movie, throughout the whole series, Bella was the only person who Edward um, was unable to read their mind. And then towards the end, when she got her power, she was able to let him in completely and he was able to see and feel all the things that she saw and felt throughout their whole relationship. And that's what this sort of um, combo between Venus and Mercury in Pisces is highlighting. And it's it's a really beautiful combination. Like, I really like how it works out because even if the love that um, shows up or the partner that shows up or whatever... However love shows up for you this month or during this transit, even if it doesn't last, even if it doesn't follow you for the rest of the year, for the rest of your life, you still have that chance to really experience this sort of trans, tra what's the word I'm looking for? Transdimensional um, type of love. It just goes beyond anything that can be explained by words because it's an experience in itself. And it's nothing like you've experienced before, especially with the other transits we have going on. Now, last but not least, I did want to touch on um, Mars moving into Gemini, and this will be at three degrees Gemini. And this is one of the more important transits because it is um, a little bit more new. And for the last month or so, we've been dealing with the Mars and Taurus energy. But now with Mars and Gemini, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is the razor blade mouth. Listen, <laughs> This month, you are going to want to talk your shit. And I am not going to sit here and tell you not to do that. Because I know that I'm going to talk my shit. <laughs> but the only thing, the only caveat is just be careful with what you say and how you say it. Because Mars and Gemini, Mars is Aries. This is the planet of war. It's um the one who rips people to shreds. That pair with Gemini. Have you ever seen a Gemini like legitimately angry? They laugh. Because they're fucking sociopaths when they're angry. Mars and Gemini means you're going to want to rip people to shreds and not give a shit about it. If you value <laughs> if you value your friendships and relationships, read your people. But don't, like, 
read them they last rights okay read them a few of them <laughs> like just chill on them chill on it just say what you gotta say but do it with tact because mars and gemini is gonna have you wanting to fly off is especially gonna have um you in this your hands are rated e for everyone type of energy like mars and gemini is looking for a fight and is going to find a fight and it's probably going to win the fight but at what cost that's what you have to take into consideration because again you got to think about it Gemini's just be doing shit just for the fun of it and that paired with the Mars energy you doing destructive shit just for the fun of it but when Mars moves into Cancer how you gonna feel about that how you gonna feel about the destruction that you cause because let me tell you I have a Cancer moon and guilt is something that we are very familiar with whenever we get whenever we evolve past that um you hurt my feelings and that's the only thing that matters and we get to that oh shit I need to be more responsible with my energy. Oh, crap. Look at all this stuff that I did to all these people. When you get there, when you start understanding that emotion, when Mars moves into Cancer in a um, month or two, you'll be looking back and like, oh, I shouldn't have done, said, went, blah, 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 all this stuff. Regret. You'll be dealing with a lot of regret. So just like whatever you do this month, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Have your fun. All of that. Just be careful with it. Now, next thing that I wanted to touch on. Mars and Gemini energy is definitely indicative of multitasking on steroids and the constant reformation and beautifying of whatever it is you want to work on. So um, when I was looking at the Sabian symbol for the three degrees Gemini, it was talking about the garden of I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this, but it's a guard. It's a famous garden in Paris. And I'll um, tweet about it when I post the podcast so you can go and look it up. But this garden is all about um well it used to be a um just a large space for a textile factory back in the middle ages but over time it constantly was being reformed and people turned it into a garden and they were incorporating statues of mercury there um and they just made it so much more better than what it used to be they beautified it by constantly adding and taking away and even to this day they constantly add and take away art exhibits and things like that just to keep it alive and with this mars and gemini energy i really feel like this is going to be the month that any projects you've been working on in the past you'll be able to see where you can make it better and oh, i love that this is like the the range well not the range but um the space and opportunity for improvement this month in regards to work, in regards to the way we do things, is so, like, it's so great that you just have to take advantage of this energy while you can. Because if you really learn how to indulge in this energy and use it to your advantage, I'm telling you, whatever you're working on, you're going to be taking it to the next level because that's what Geminis are about. They make connections where other people can't see them. Do that with whatever whatever it is you're working on. If that's internal work, find new ways to heal trauma. Um, if that's working on your business, find new ways to connect with people. Find new ways to um, communicate effectively. Find new ways to, you know, um, just make it look better. Look at, Make it look more creative. Just like I'm running out of adjectives, <laughs> but... Um, it's just this is that time where you have the energy to do that, especially with the new moon in Aries, especially with Mercury and Pisces. Like your imagine your imagination is on 
10,000 right now. Use it. All these ideas and all this random channeling and that you've been doing, all these um new like business ventures and stuff that you've been thinking about, work like act on them. You have the energy now. You have um the space to do it just like I was saying with the tarot reading with the um knight of cups and the knight of pentacles and then the nine of pentacles that's you taking what you learn from those feelings and making them physical and then gaining stuff from that now how do I like let me reword that so that's you taking that um that formless energy that is water and molding it into something more tangible and then using that new tangible thing to like increase your wealth, increase your abundance, increase your um business to the point where to get it to the point where you want it to be. Does that make I hope that makes sense. Um but overall, I feel like these transits for this month are very positive in the sense that growth is just so apparent. All you have to do is take advantage of it. If you're trying to fall in love, you might just do that. <laughs> uh yeah Ooh, child that's a lot um watch your mouth don't get in no fights if you fall in love do that and be open like i mean completely open i mean the lover's card butt ass naked standing in front of each other seeing each other for who they are oh another i'll leave you with this last thing and then i'll end it but um the venus and pisces and venus and mercury like having both of those in Pisces, if you've ever watched The Magicians, um, it will be similar to that one scene where during the, I guess, the initiation or the training of the new magicians, they had to do that ritual where they um, they were bound with those ropes and they had to strip naked and drink whatever alcohol or whatever and get drunk and then tell all their secrets to the person that they were with. And then once they did that, they transform into um, geese and flew to the Arctic school or whatever. Like, if you just, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that visual, that's what this energy is like. <laughs> and, yeah, I think that's all I have for you. I really hope you enjoyed this. Feel free to, like, um, email me with, like, critiques or whatever, and I'll be happy to hear, th hear them. Thank you so much for participating and listening to me ramble and such. And I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> Bye, guys.